Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I, I want I want you to I want you to join me with this because sometimes you're not gonna feel like doing all the dancing as you face difficulties throughout your year. Can you say amen? So I want you to remember this. Help me say this. His hope is covenant. His blood support me in the whelming flood when all around my soul gives way. He then is all my of your spirit and power so that nobody's faith will rest in the wisdom of Brian Green, but in the power of God. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, who Father glory, will give unto all of us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. As the Apostle Paul says, let the eyes of the understanding of our hearts be enlightened so that we would know the hope of your calling. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Before you take your seat, tell somebody right next to you, it is good to see you this morning. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. This is Back to School Sunday where we pray for educators and students. So at the end of this service, we will be praying for you. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 29 and 30. And this is the message translation written by, uh, produced by uh, Dr. Eugene Peterson. Wonderful translation. It says, are you tired? Anybody tired? Yeah. Worn out. Burned out on religion. Come to me, Jesus says. Get away with me and you will recover your life. Or as they used to say, you'll get your life. 
I'll show you how to take a real rest. Can you say rest? Rest, yes. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Or learn the unforced rhythms of favor. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Mm. I, want, I want to talk to you as we go through this series on rest uh, or I made up my mind that last weekend no more labor days and no more labor days tell somebody you're working too hard amen tell the other person that's why you look so tired <laughs> you're, you're, you're working too hard you're working too hard so to, this morning, I want to talk to you about rest part two, and the title of my sermon is, is just press pause. Like, just press pause. Just press the pause button. Now, the context of this is, you know, when Jesus is talking to a crowd and he's saying, come unto me and, and I will give you rest, the context of it is not so much, and like when you look at the scriptures, we've got to remember that the chapters and the verses in the Bible, those, num those numerical uh, divisions, they were not put in the original uh, writings of the scriptures. In other words, some of us, we have written letters and we don't write a letter, Dear Mom, chapter 1, verse 1. How are you doing today, verse 2? Did you send money for me, verse 3? No, we, we just write the letter. So you need to understand that when Matthew, who is, a, who is an excellent record keeper because he was a former uh, tax collector, Matthew or in, in the Greek or uh, Levi in the, in the uh, Hebrew, you will find that, that he's just writing this letter in this account about Jesus' life. So the context of this particular statement is not so much in the previous verses in chapter 11, but it's in chapter 12. And Jesus is talking about rest and then he goes on to, as his disciples are walking through a field, they decide that they're hungry. So they're taking wheat kernels and breaking them off and eating them. And the religious leaders, the Pharisees, the, the people who are always judgmental and always want you to follow their rules, they said, you're not supposed to work or harvest on Sabbath. It's supposed to be a day of rest. And right now, 
though your followers are eating snacks, that's work and that's a no-no. And then next we have Jesus deciding that he is going to heal a man who is, uh, who is handicapped. And the Pharisees are mad at that. And they said, you can't heal on the Sabbath, which is a Saturday in our, uh, in our modern context. You can't heal on the Sabbath because even healing is work. And Jesus is like, come on, dudes, will you give me a break? And then he starts pointing out their hypocrisy, saying, if you were riding down the road and one of your animals fell in a ditch, would you leave them there and say, you can't work? Of course not. So stop the madness. Turn to somebody and say, stop the madness. And then Jesus says these words in Matthew chapter 12, verse 8. He says, I am the Lord over the Sabbath. In other words, I made up the Sabbath. In other words, I am the boss man of the Sabbath, and therefore, I determine what the Sabbath should be about. My point is, is that, sadly, God, whenever God does something, for some reason, man always messes up God's original plan. Because we think we're smarter than God. Tell your neighbor, he's talking about you right now. And I like what Mark said in chapter 2, verse 27. He said, the Sabbath was made for humans. Because the Bible says, six days God worked to create the earth. And what is interesting is that God created a seventh day. That's why you have seven days in the week. And if God was us, every week would have six days. Because our attitude is, why create a seventh day? Ain't doing nothing. But God said, I'm going to create a seventh day called Sabbath so that people can rest. In other words, he's saying, I didn't make the Sabbath for me because I don't ever get tired. I made the Sabbath for you. Turn to somebody and say, I get tired. I could use a Sabbath. Now tell that person, tell that person so why don't you take one? Mm. Ooh. When Jesus says, I will give you rest, he, it is this Greek word, and he says, you will find rest for your soul. This is Matthew chapter 11, verse 20, verse 30. He says, you will find rest for your soul. This, this place of rest, this rest is a place to find. You will find rest. And it's this Greek word, uh, anapostos, from which in the middle of that we see the word pause. And it actually uh, is the same word that also derives our English word pause. And uh, I want us to work with this word rest, which is an apostles, and it has a few definitions, and I want to use the acronym CARE for our working definition of rest, because rest is self-care. Oh my, 
Rest is self-care, not God-care, self-care. What do I mean by that? Meaning that God can scream to us, rest, 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 but until we decide self-care and rest, we will be feeling raggedy. And I will say, turn your neighbor so you can get mad at me. Some of you are, are just dragging and harassed and tired, and it's your fault. Mm. Oh, why are you putting on a guilt trip on me? Oh, we're, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. And so our working definition of rest, self-care, C-A-R-E, C means cease, A means arrest, R means recreate or recreation, and E means exhale. Last week we said, and Kia seemed to in, uh, refer to it, uh, and, and we find that with God, you cannot earn favor. You can only find it. You cannot earn favor. There is nothing you can do that makes God owe you. But you can find favor. Favor is preferential treatment. Pre favor is just simply, I choose you. So when we look in the scriptures, we find, for example, uh, uh, when God flooded the earth 40 days and 40 nights and, and everybody drowned except for a family of eight and the leader of that family is Noah and you'll find that the only reason why Noah did not drown amongst all the other human beings on planet earth is because Genesis chapter eight, 6 verse 8 says Noah found favor with God. Joseph is going through all sorts of betrayal. His brothers throw him in prison, not prison, in, in slavery. And in the slave house of his master, the Bible says Joseph found, the, says, the, the Lord was with Joseph and Joseph found favor. Whenever the Lord is with you, look for favor. It's around you. Then he's thrown in prison on trumped up charges accused of rape, didn't do it. And yet, even in prison, the Lord was with Joseph and he found favor. I like what David said. Whether I send into the heavens, you are there with me. If I make my bed in hell, I don't know about you, but sometimes you can go through hell here on earth. Can I get a witness out there? But he says God is there. When you're in a fiery furnace, God is with you. Somebody needs to hear that. God is with you. Because you're sitting right now in this church with a bunch of people, but you feel alone. But that's a lie of the devil. John 8 verse 44 says the devil's a liar. God is with you. So we're talking about favor. Mary found favor in Luke chapter 1 verse 30. Out of all the teenagers who could have been chosen to bring forth Jesus the Messiah, God simply chose Mary. She found favor, preferential treatment. Jesus not only found favor when he was a child, but he grew in favor. Matthew, sorry, Luke chapter 2, verse 40 and 52. And we, as believers, every day, we can find favor 
or a grace to help us in the time of need. We can find it in, as we approach Jesus. Come to Jesus, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. He says, therefore, let us come boldly to the throne of grace where we might, and one translation uh, doesn't call it the throne of grace. One translation calls it the throne of favor. Where we find, where we, where we may find mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. Amen. I'm talking about, just press the pause button. Are you with me? And so we said favor is preferential treatment. You just choose. They don't earn it. You just say, I choose you. So, uh, Mia, could you come here for a minute? I just chose her. I mean, she's special to me, more special to her parents, but I just chose you. And look at this. I'm going to give this Bible to you. It's a message Bible. Now, look, notice, this is God because it matches. <laughs> now, one of the reasons why I gave her a Bible, and, and, and I want to encourage you, I want to encourage us this year to buy a Bible. A Bible. You know why? Because sometimes when you have our tablets and phones, most of us don't turn off the alerts. And so you read and all of a sudden, you know, oh, Colorado beat. Let me see what happens. How many of you, let's be honest, let's be honest, let me be honest, because it happens to me, so that means if it happens to me, uh, uh, I, I, can, I can handle the transparency. But how many of you, something, you, you're just trying to seek God, you're, and all of a sudden an alert comes up, and you go down, and before you know it, you spend 20 minutes. Any, any witnesses out there? Thank you, thank you. I, I, I want to I feel supported. I need a, need a, we, we call it, I like one woman, she, woman, she called it, we have been digitally distracted. And the beauty of this book is that they're, they're, the only alerts come from the Holy Spirit. Woo! He'll say, turn to another scripture. So I want to encourage you. Don't even turn off the alerts. Or just, just take your device and put it somewhere and open I have a novel concept. Open a Bible. Amen. Amen. That one's free. The way you find favor is, you got, is the way you find anything. You've got to search for it. You've got to look for it. And so Isaiah tells us how to look for the favor of God, how to look for anything from God. In Isaiah chapter 55, verse 6, he says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Verse 7, he says, Let the unrighteous man, which is us outside of Jesus Christ, forsake our thoughts. We got to get rid of the concept that we think we're smarter than God. So he goes on to say in verse 8, God says, For my ways are not your ways. Neither are my thoughts your thoughts, as high as the heaven above the earth, so my thoughts higher than your thoughts and my ways higher than your ways. God is looking for obedience. And I like what Bishop Tudor Bismarck once said years ago, and I just 
I just, it just penetrated and, and stuck to my heart. He said these words, God is not looking for you to understand. He's looking for you to obey. Trust and obey because there's no other way to be happy in Jesus. That's why you may not be happy. Because we need to trust and obey. Can you say amen? Um, I want to show you a picture of the blast from the past. Could you show? I hope we have it. Yeah. Now, this, the rest of this year, I want to concentrate on a series called 6424. This is me and Lady Carmen. I was 24 and she was 13, no, she was, she was 22 when we got married. And you know, many of you know we celebrated uh, 40 years, so you don't have to do the math. I'm 64. And, and here's this guy is kind of looking and checking out his bride and what's about to happen. And as he's looking at his bride, I, I'm looking at this guy, and as a 64-year-old, and I'm saying, there are some things that at 64, if I could go back in time and talk to this 24-year-old, I would, I would tell him a few things. And so my point is, is that I want to use the rest of this year to talk to you who are younger, some of the things I wish I knew at your age. Some of the things that I wish, and when I mean younger, you don't have to be 24, younger is anybody younger than me. And, and so I want to talk about some things and have people talk about some things like, you know, we're going to have a few people speak and preach about finances. Mm. You know, Jesus says about, I believe somebody said Jesus has, there's twice as many scriptures in the Bible about money than there is about heaven and hell combined. Like, money answers all things, as Ecclesiastes said. And so we want to talk about some things. But this is one of the things that I wish somebody taught me when I was younger, and that is this whole discipline of rest. This whole discipline of rest. Now, I'm almost finished here. So Jesus talked about the Sabbath. Can you say Sabbath? And, and he's, he's, ref, he's referring to not some new concept, but he's referring to something that's actually in what we would call the Ten Commandments. So let me read a novel concept in the Bible. Exodus chapter 20 Verses 1 to 3, and God spoke all these words. Say all these words. All of these words. And he said, I am the Lord your God.
burning candles all week long. And he said, I want you to Sabbath. And this is what he said. He said, until you Sabbath, your congregation won't Sabbath. You've got to be an example. So my Sabbath day is Friday. That's my Sabbath day. The only thing I do is take my mother out on a date. And so she knows that's her time. I'm not, no, before you feel all guilty, I'm not saying that you need to have a whole day because you had no days at all. But start with three hours and build up. It's quiet in this place. Because just like tithing, tithing meaning giving one-tenth of your offering and salary and earnings before the Lord, tithing says to God, I trust you to meet my needs and not myself. And Sabbath is saying, God, I trust you that if I rest, I will accomplish more in six days than other people accomplish in seven days. Not to Sabbath says, God, I don't trust you. I got to make this work. Ooh, it's quiet in here. You wonder why you're so... so you, we were not created to work ourselves to death. Now, this is deep. This is deep. This is deep. Lord, have mercy. This is deep. God did not give the command of Sabbath until you look it up. The first time God mentions Sabbath is when he released slaves. 400 years you were working yourself to death and my blessing to you is to give you a whole day where you no longer have to be a slave. So why are we slaves to our careers, our jobs, our, our, our ego, our checklist? It's quiet in here, but I'm telling you, you're working and, and oh, and I got to make up projects and, 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 and when I make up time for my projects and God is saying, you need to rest so that I can do the rest. Tell somebody you're working too hard so you're quiet already. You, you are upset because, see, See, you need to understand. This is what God said to me. God said to me, Brian, they're not the nine commandments. They're the ten. Woo, God, honey, it did tell you. People ain't liking this. But I'll tell you one thing. You'll be more happier if you take Sabbath. Take Sabbath. You got to take Sabbath like you take time because there's never enough time. Mmm. Mm, let me let me show you something. Hopefully this works. Come on, very good. And so, I love music like most of you. And ding dong, ding dong, 
How you doing? Good to see you. Hope everything's all well. Uh-huh. Oh, no, no, I don't want any. But anyways, thank you for coming. Okay. What are you saying? Just press pause. You press pause all the time for stuff. You are talking to somebody, you are talking to somebody who you need to talk to, and you see another call, and you just put them on hold. Tell somebody, put your life on hold. Create sacred hours where you're saying, I don't care what's going on, stop. How many of y'all have been to Israel? Anybody ever been to Israel? I've never been there, but I know one thing. I think it's, well, of course, Tara, you're Jewish, so you know. It was at, at 6 o'clock? Yeah. You can help me out here on it, because I've never been to Israel. Yeah, when, when the sun sets, you, you, that's, you, you're not doing anything till Sunday. Oh, uh, sunset, yeah. And they don't, they don't care... I need, no, 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 too late. And we need to press the pause button or, as my definition says, cease. But I, cease. Could you imagine what God would do if you would just say, God, from this time to this time, I am ceasing. And the beautiful thing of it, he says, cease to just refresh your soul. Press pause. Practice that this week. Start out with three hours. I, I, look, everybody can at least do three hours. You don't know my schedule. You can do three hours. You know why? Because I've discovered, like, when... When medical emergencies happen, I make time for that. When our children get sick, pause immediately. I don't care what's going on. Well, what about for God? Mm. Cease. This, this, this press and pause is arrest, arrest, arrest. And some of you know I'm a chaplain for the police department, so I asked them to get me some handcuffs. I've never held real handcuffs, but I can understand why you're not getting out of these. These are heavy. And what I know about handcuffs, they do a couple of things. Number one, if your hands are handcuffed, that means it's basically saying we don't want your hands doing anything. Sometimes you see the television show where the police got to go someplace down and he says, handcuffed yourself to this bar. Here's, handcuff yourself to this pole so you can't go anywhere. Are you following me so far? And I believe God is saying, handcuff yourself to Sabbath. Handcuff your hands. I, I was actually going to get keys, but I think that I might trigger people, some people, so we decided not to do that. Handcuff your hands to stop working. Well, what should I do? Watch Netflix. Go for a walk. 
Get your favorite ice cream. Listen to some music. Watch, do something that refreshes you. I know some of you, because uh, some of you all, <laughs> God is saying, oh, okay, so I'm going to use that to fast to see God. No! Rest. 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 Press pause. Put it into practice this week. Ask the Lord, Lord, what day, what three hours? And I want to tell you, students, when you do that, you're going to see God do amazing things. When I was a sophomore, could you all stand? I'm going to end this with a story. When I was a sophomore at Bentley University, I actually decided to skip church on Sundays every once in a while to do studying. Now, you know what the danger of that was? That was my best semester. The best grades I ever got at Bentley was when I was skipping church to study. And the Lord spoke to me, and he said to me, you may be getting these great grades, but you're going to need me to get a job. Because what's the use of getting all the good grades if when you graduate, you can't get a job? I'll never forget it. I've been out of college almost 50 years. I'll never forget it. He said, stop it. Stop skipping out on me. to get your good grades. And so when I graduated from Bentley College, the job that I got found me. I sent out no resume. That's favor. And when you work and work, and work, and work. You're not giving God a chance to work for you. And you are doing something to your body. That when you get my age, anxiety, because the thing about your body, your body can tell when you're, when you're under stress long before your mind is. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Hallelujah. We thank you for your goodness and mercy. I want you to take 30 seconds right now and just for 30 seconds, just pray for the person next to you. I mean, you don't have to hold hands and all that other stuff and all this, you know, you ask their permission, but I want you to pray for the person next to you and just simply pray for the next 30 seconds, Lord, 
help them to find the time to rest. Come on, help them to find Holy Spirit, speak to them. Holy Spirit, show them how to take Sabbath. Not vacation, Sabbath. Vacation happens every once in a while because we only have a certain amount of days. Sabbath is every week. Show them how to press pause. Show them how to cease and desist from work. Show them how to be arrested. Even in the word arrested is the word rest. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed, you may never... You, Jesus starts out this whole thing by saying, come to me. You're trying to make ends meet. You're trying to... You're pressuring yourself to get good grades. You're pressuring yourself to make sure you can stay in the school that you got into. You're pressuring yourself to, oh, now, I'm in, now I was in middle, middle school, now I'm in high school. Oh, I was in grammar school, now I'm in middle school. Oh, I was in graduate school, and now I'm looking for a job. All this pressure, and God is saying, rest, rest. Come to me, and I will show you the unforced rhythms, unforced, it's unforced rhythms of grace, unforced rhythms of favor, unforced rhythm of, of, of living in the fog, living in the favor of God. Where you can't see in the fog, you can't see what's happening, but you know God is at work. But none of this can really be executed in a way that would be beneficial until you come to Jesus. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if you're saying, Bishop, could you pray for me? I want to give my life to Jesus right now. We're not going to ask you to come up in front of the church. We're not going to ask you to do anything other than I'd like to pray for you. And if you want to give your life to Jesus, heads are bowed and eyes are closed. We're not talking about joining the church. No, no, we're just talking about giving your life to Jesus. Could you raise your hand? If you want to give your life to the Lord, I want to make sure we don't miss anybody. God bless you. I see that hand. Anybody else you want to give your life to Jesus? You want to give your life to Jesus? Can everybody repeat after me? Because we're going to pray with the individuals who raised their hand. We don't want them to feel self-conscious. But we're going to pray for all together as we join this individual as they give their life to the Lord. Amen? Everybody repeat after me. Dear Lord, I come to you. Tired, weary, and broken. And you told me, if I come to you, you'll give me rest. And so Jesus, take my life. Take my life. And I confess to you, I have not rested. I've done my own thing. So Jesus, save me. Take my life and make me a child of God. Thank you, Lord, for hearing my prayer. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Come on, folks. God bless you. God bless you. Those of you who raised your hand or you said that prayer uh, and you received Jesus Christ, make sure you see somebody from the welcome team to have a shirt, and they'll give you further directions and some material. Praise the name of the Lord. Can you be seated? We want to now pray and bless. Um, 
I think everybody got or received a vial of oil. And so I want to start off, let me, uh, let me start off, I'm gonna do something different. I wanna start off with all of the educators. If you don't have any oil, uh, please, uh, there's people right now who are coming up. If you're a student, if you're a teacher of any magnitude, make sure you get oil. Make sure you get oil. And thank you, Reverend Jeff. I remember that. What's done is done. What's done is done. Meaning that whatever's not finished, it won't be finished until after Sabbath. Why are, I have so many stories of the goodness of God when people just obey God and not stress themselves out. I've seen people have classes canceled, exams canceled, <laughs> because God said, I'll, I'll take care of it. I need you to rest. Amen. Why did Pastor Nizel? Can anybody use a rest as you're going through life? Can you use a rest? Amen. Amen. And so uh, I'm going to ask all teachers, educators to stand right now. Because I want to say a prayer over you. And, and one of the things I want to do is I'm going to say this prayer over you, but then the reason for this oil is because I want you, we're going to put a, a prayer on the website for you to pray over your life every day. When I wake up in the morning, I... I do what you're about to do. So what I'm going to ask you to do is take the oil. We call it uh, to anoint ourselves. And the word anoint, I know it may sound like a deep word, but it simply means to smear with oil. That's what it really means. So once you take the oil and just, I usually put a cross on my forehead. And I also uh, anoint my heart. You don't have to do that right now. And what I want you to do right now is I want you to put your hand on your forehead. And I want to I want to pray this prayer over you. And then on our website you're going to find some different wording. I wake up in the morning and I anoint myself, and it really takes literally 120 seconds. No, sorry, 80 seconds, not 80 seconds to pray this. This oil that you placed on your forehead represents the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. this presence made available to your life because Jesus Christ's sacrificial death and resurrection 
from the dead. So this is my prayer for you. Holy Spirit, while your hand is on your head, Holy Spirit, teach every one of us all that we need to know during this school year. Because through you, we have the mind of Christ. Therefore, Holy Spirit, keep us free in our thinking and in our emotions to be all that God intended us to be according to his plan. During this school year, help us to overcome anything that stands in the way of God's plan and God's purpose for our lives. Can you say amen to that? Holy Spirit, according to the scriptures, keep our minds on things that are true, things that are honorable, things that are right, things that are pure, things that are gracious, things that are commendable, things that are excellent, and things that are worthy of God's praises. Thank you, Father, God, for blessing us during this school year with everything that we need to be successful. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. I'm going to ask the students to stand from preschool all the way up through grad school. If you're a student, the power in this is not so much simply my praying with this over you, but you, it's going online, and you anointing your mind, your heart, every day. I have a bottle of oil right by my nightstand, so when I'm ready to start my day, I anoint myself. And I ask God to take my thinking. The Bible says as a man thinks in his heart, that's who he is. The Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence because out of your heart flows your issues. And this school year is going to be the best school year you ever had because you are anointing yourself. And so as you take the oil, please anoint yourself. You don't have to do a cross. I do a cross, but you don't have to do that. And after you anoint your head, just, just keep your hand on your head. Sometimes you may keep both hands on your head. Once again, this oil that you placed on your forehead represents the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit made available to your life because of Jesus Christ's sacrificial death on the cross and his resurrection from the dead. Holy Spirit, once again, we ask you to teach all of us all that we need to know during this school year. Because through you, we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Therefore, Holy Spirit, keep us free in our thinking and in our emotions to be all that God intended us to be according to his plan. During this school year, help us to overcome anything that stands in the way of God's plan and purposes for our lives. Holy Spirit, according to the scripture, keep our minds on all things that are true, on things that are honorable, things that are gracious, on things that are right, on things that are pure, on things that are commendable. Keep our minds with things that are excellent. 
keep our minds on things that are worthy of God's praise. Thank you, Father, God, for blessing us during the school year with everything that we need to be successful. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, everybody say amen. Amen. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. This is going to be a different year. This is going to be a different year. This is going to be a different year. I've been doing this regularly during my Sabbath, sabbatical rather, and I've been seeing changes in my thinking. I've, I've literally been seeing changes in my thinking. And one of those changes is Sabbath thing. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask you to put out your hand if you're a first-time guest here. Uh, put out your hands. We, we end with a closing blessing. And some of you may say, well, I'd like to do that, anoint myself, and I'm not a student, and I'm not a teacher. There's plenty of oil. <laughs> Get some. There might be some uh, in the vestibule. But you, all, you can also purchase your own olive oil and anoint yourself. This is for everybody. So I want to close the blessing, and I, we invite you downstairs. We have some treats and prizes and gift, gift bags, all sorts of things. But we want you to join us downstairs because we had this vertical relationship of worshiping God, but the cross is also horizontal where we connect with each other. So I bought this blessing that the Apostle Paul said to the church at Corinth in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. Now may the grace, <laughs> there you go again, the grace and favor of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ the love of God, and as we anointed our heads, the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit rests and abide with you throughout this wonderful week. And everybody say, I receive that blessing. Have a fantastic week. See you downstairs. God bless you.